everyone, your favorite Megans are joining you for a special Wednesday edition of Megan Fun and S- of Sports. We took off yesterday to celebrate International Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you all did the same thing until it was interrupted by Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and a whole bunch of NFL news. We're going to get to all of that in today's show. We're also going to talk about Calvin Ridley. He has a gambling problem, maybe. No! Save it. We will get to it, Megan. We're going to update you with Eddie's cleanse. We're going to get into some March Madness, and we're going to close out with Russell Westbrook. Megan Gailey is is not, not happy with Lakers fans right now. But before we do all of that, we want to start you guys off with some bets. As I mentioned, it's March Madness, so right now you can be watching a game live. Syracuse against Florida State is going on as we speak. I have two bets in on the game. I have Syracuse money line. I also have Syracuse minus two. Or no, it's plus two. It was supposed to be two and a half. And as I put the bet in, as my thumb hit bet, the line changed. But I went with it anyway. So we're looking at Syracuse. I like later tonight, Big East at... Madison Square Garden, Butler is taking on Xavier. Oh. I really like your Butler Bulldogs in this situation, Megan. you have and any bets for, for our listeners? They're, they're tangentially my Butler Bulldogs. I mean, they're in my hometown, and I do love a Bulldog. Um, but I always root for them. I, my bet is that Purdue is going to stress me the fuck out because I I know they squeaked by IU by two The Big Ten is definitely up in the air um, who that title goes to. We lost to Wisconsin in Wisconsin during a whiteout. And I just have a note for schools. If if you guys are a really white school, don't do a whiteout in the winter. I'm not saying you can't do a whiteout, but it's like the skin tone with the white T-shirt. It was not visually pleasing to me. Do a red out. That's Especially Wisconsin, a lot of cheese, a lot yeah. of cheese. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I if I'll I'll take Purdue. I'll bet on them. All I don't right. know. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing. I know they're going to stress me out. I love Jaden. I, I actually don't think they're playing tonight because I think they have a bye. <clears throat> but the bad teams like my team, Northwestern, will be playing Nebraska. I was shocked to see that Northwestern was a favorite. But don't worry, they'll lose. Maybe not. <laughs> don't we sound so um, hopeful we sound like true alumni like who the hell knows they're gonna fuck it all up and then they'll call and ask for our donations oh a thousand percent and it's like my tuition was my donation go fuck yourself all right before we get into this NFL fiasco that happened yesterday. The NFL swarms in in March and decides, screw you, March Madness. Screw you, conference tournaments. It's about the NFL. We got to check in with our producer, Eddie Spaghetti, who went on a cleanse last week. Are you alive? I am alive. Uh, I It, it worked, so it, it's fine. Yeah. One of my, <laughs> my best friends who was getting married, uh, and he's a very sarcastic, kind of condescending person, which uh, I, I do appreciate. And he, and he goes to me, I'm like Tarantino, I'm giving you the end result. And he goes, you know what, you were you were uh, made to wear tuxedos, like it fits you really well. And I was like, oh, wow. I, so it worked. But that being said, this cleanse is doable, but someone from my size who does like to – workout and whatever it's it's just like you lose all energy you feel very weak 
and it's just not sustainable. Like it's doable because it gives you a little bit of food here and there. But if you don't like the soups or whatever they give you, you're screwed. So uh, I think I'm going to hold off on cleanses for a very long time. Maybe you can convince me for a 24 hour one, but a three day one, like that's Mm -mm. not going to happen quite some time. Yeah. You're better off kind of just having like grilled chicken and vegetables and being able to work out. Yes. I, I agree. I, I, it was a waste of money, really, in my in my opinion. Uh, well, I'm glad you look good in a tux. Thank you. That right. is, we I envy men. We will not be getting sponsored by any cleanses anytime soon on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. Thanks Sorry. to Eddie's review. But, Bad spokesperson. <laughs> but thank you for coming on and updating our audience that you're alive. Okay, so full disclosure for our audience. This is just between us girls here. We weren't celebrating International Women's Day yesterday. No. Megan's baby, Conrad, decided he had other plans for us. And I think I was going she's fine. It. Megan is fine. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't sleep. Um, and I've, I've reached the annoying part of the pregnancy, um, which is fine. And I'm at the point, too, where I want to fucking kill everyone. Um, not Megan, obviously not Eddie, um, not my husband, but most other people. And I just, ooh, I had to try and sleep an extra hour. But all that said, I do think it ended up working out because we were like, what are we going to talk about? We were going to spend an hour saying free Britney. Which Reiner. we're going to get to that too. We, we yes. have a message for Russia and we have a message for Britney Griner. But I think what we really learned, and this might be to your husband's chagrin, Conrad <laughs> is a football fan. Yeah. No, He's he a is. big football fan because we had nothing to talk about. We took the day off because of Conrad, and then he delivered us with some football news. It all started with Aaron Rodgers. He's coming back to Green Bay. I wasn't particularly surprised, but a mm-hmm. lot of the league was, and it's very newsworthy. Yeah, so he's going to be in Green Bay. It honestly ended up being completely overshadowed, though. Um, my, my family thread was texting about it because my sister-in-law is a Packers fan. And then at around 1045 Pacific time, I got an alert on my phone. I was, I have to admit blindsided by this, um, Seahawks Broncos trade for Russell Wilson to be sent to the Broncos. If you listen to the show, you know that I had my heart set on that Christian man and his gorgeous wife coming to Indianapolis. And the the Broncos hired a, a Packers former coach. He ha- obviously, I do think, had some intel. And when it seemed like the Packers were going to be able to get that Rodgers deal because Denver was kind of the number one spot that mm-hmm. was being talked about as a Rodgers destination, they probably went into overdrive. It was said that, you know, the trade was coming together over the last few weeks. You have to imagine there were some talks happening at the Combine and a blockbuster, as they like to say, trade. So it was Seattle got Drew Locke, Noah Font, Shelby Harris, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth-round pick. Seattle got Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. And I do think both of these things are aligned. As you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers was the name that everyone had associated with Denver, and yep. also Devontae Adams. Obviously, he wasn't going anywhere without his favorite <clears throat> Who weapon. got the franchise tag yesterday. He did get that. And then all of a sudden, Aaron is staying in Green Bay, which I think is ultimately what's best for the Packers. And I think it's probably what's best for Rodgers as well. Um, 
So Russell Wilson was the next best quarterback, and now he's in Denver, and the big talk is about quarterbacks in the AFC and the AFC West in particular. Now you have an underrated Derek Carr, you have Russell Wilson, you have Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes all, all in, in the that same division. division. I'm glad that both of our teams are not in that division, but I'm really upset that all of these quarterbacks are still in the AFC. Yeah, and the team that I love, the Colts, plays that division this year. So, But as you yeah. mentioned, Megan, Russell Wilson was the apple of your eye throughout this offseason, and your yeah. team, the Indianapolis Colts, have to make a move here because they are in win-now mode. They have Carson Wentz as their quarterback, and now their next best option is Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. We texted about this yesterday, but I think he's your, your only – Good option left. <clears throat> Listen, you know I'm excited about Jimmy G. Just not the way that a football fan is supposed to be. Um, that rhymed. And I, so <clears throat> I, I was um, texting with um, Aaron Edwards, who I hosted my Hard Knocks Colts podcast with. And a lo- uh, my favorite Colts player, Kenny Moore, was tweeting positively about Wentz yesterday. And it almost seems like they might run it back with Wentz. Now, Ursay's claim from the beginning has been all in. We're, we're, we're going for the trophy. And at this point, I mean, I guess you can argue Jimmy G is that because he gets you closer Um, just based on his track record that you can kind of associate with him, kind of not associate with him. Uh, It's really, it's really disappointing. I I have heard Teddy Bridgewater's name tossed around. I do love Teddy Bridgewater as a person. I don't know. um, I don't know if it's a huge upgrade at this point. I hear lots of Colts fans saying, just run it back with Wentz. And And, I think that might be your best option because the only upgrade you're going mm -hmm. to get is Watson if he becomes available, which is a big if because the league is letting the legal process play out until they decide what they're going to do. We don't have to get into that. but I say no thank you. Watson is the only upgrade, true upgrade, you're really going to get. I mean, otherwise you look at your options, you, you might have a chance at Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's that big of an upgrade. No, thanks. If no, he thanks. doesn't stay, I could see him shaking <clears throat> loose. Mitchell Trubisky's out there. No, thank you. No. Jameis Winston's out there. No. I think Carson Wentz really might yeah. be your best option. Yeah. Whew. Now, Amari Cooper is probably going to be available. I'd love a wide – like, it's like – one of those things where it's like, listen, I didn't get my big Christmas present. Can I at least get like a different Christmas present? And so now I've got my little heart set on a wide receiver or a pass rusher, something fun, you know, give me something under the tree. I, I, I'm truly like, I can't believe I'm going to have to convince my infant son to root for Carson Wentz. Oh my gosh. But we have no draft picks and you know, that's on us. Yes. But draft picks, Denver gave up plenty. Seattle, I think, getting back to the earlier trade. Russell Wilson, the headline of yesterday, Seattle is a team that really needs to rebuild, and now they have all these picks. And you look at, you talk about wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, someone who, you know, he could shake free if Seattle's in a full-on rebuild. We'll have to see. 
I did love, I'm sure you saw this, Aaron Rodgers tweeted like after the Russell Wilson trade about his contract and it was real like, well, I'm going to get more attention. <laughs> and I loved it. And it's like, honey, your attention hasn't been great over the last six months. So I would just fly under the radar and be happy with your 200 mil or whatever the hell you got. I did love that it was a day surrounded by football talk, but I wish they would have spaced yeah. out the news just a little <clears throat> bit. So we had more to talk yeah, about, especially I, because it doesn't look like baseball is going to happen. So we need things. Uh, and you got to wonder, like, is that timing of the release of those stories, was that part of it, too? Um, because then once Rogers is going back to Green Bay, it's got to be or at least when because obviously the the private knows about that more than the public does. I bet the, that Seahawks phone was ringing off the hook and they're like, we already, we already have Drew Locke on the way. <laughs> well, I actually have another theory for you. I think the league planned the timing of this news to coincide with the news that broke Monday. Calvin Ridley was found to be gambling on games, he plays parlay bets using the same exact app that I was using for a while before yeah. it turned illegal. He, he plays bets in Florida. In Florida, <laughs> he was gambling with the Hard Rock Sportsbook app. I thought that my bet on Detroit Mercy shut that app down. It turns out it wasn't me. It was Calvin Ridley. He allegedly bet $1,500 on parlays. They were four-leg, six-leg, and eight-leg parlays, including the Falcons to win. He's a team player, and now he's suspended for a year. So it's pretty timely because that news comes out Monday, and everyone is talking about how terrible the league is for partnering and making a ton of money off of all of these sports books, yet a player now is suspended for a year. So you know what? We're going to distract you, media, and we're going to release this Rodgers and Russell Wilson trade. Damn, that's... that's, it's not only a great theory, it's a correct theory. Um, I am, he, he's also going to lose out on his $11 million salary. I so he am, bet $1,500 <clears throat> yes. and he lost $11 million. Yeah. So there's obviously people calling it a bad bet. Um, I am proudly team Calvin Ridley on this. I have been fighting with people on Twitter. I'm sure that I would have to fight our, um, our pal Sal I I just don't understand how you can have betting stuff everywhere and be ramming it down our throats. Fan duel is every single commercial. Like we now have a team in Vegas. Everything seems to be going in that way. Fantasy's done. You know, it's like, no, it's betting, it's betting, it's betting, it's betting. And then be like, throw the book at a player. I do not think the punishment fits the crime at all. I think the fact that he was betting for his team to win, I would almost go so far as to say I would allow that. I would allow players to bet on their teams to win. And I think that's fine because it just gets them um, to be more invested. You know, they're not going to throw the game. He's going to try harder. And, we have people pretending like betting is some sort of like integrity driven business. It's like, this is persuaded by the mob, by shady folks everywhere. It's not like it, this is, I was going to say the church, but the church isn't great either. <laughs> like, that's the thing. 
thing. Everything is everything is biased. Everything has money and fingers in the pot. And I just think it's beyond hypocritical and fucked up. It is hypocritical, but the league right now is basically just setting the standard, setting a precedent to show players what happens if you bet. And in fairness to the players, it is all over the locker room listed. No betting on games. They can bet on March Madness. They can bet on the NHL. They can bet on anything they want to bet on, just not the NFL. And you can't have players betting and it, because it leads to ridiculousness like players throwing games for big money, which Calvin Ridley did not do, but as soon as he plays these bets, you see people on Twitter showing plays of Calvin Ridley where he falls, oh, maybe just a half a yard short, and people are saying, oh, did he bet on it? <clears throat> you just can't have players betting on these games, especially ones they're involved in, because they have inside information. It's like insider trading in a way. So the league right here, I agree with you. The punishment does not match the crime. I think we have to use a little common sense here. It was $1,500. The league can now check. Like we saw exactly your location where you were when you placed this bet. We saw for how much and we saw exactly what it was. They don't have to track down bookies. It's all on an app. They're following us. So this wasn't very smart on Ridley's behalf. I mean, he should have called me in Florida and I could have placed the bet for him, but he didn't even ask a friend. So when the punishment doesn't match the crime, it's just the league setting a precedent. And now they're, they're embarrassed because all of these partnerships they have with all of these gambling and obviously Roger Goodell completely did a 180 yeah. on his gambling stance a couple of years back because it brings the league more money. But what, bothers me is we see Calvin Ridley get a year suspension from the game for gambling. Yet there is a case going on in Miami with owner Stephen Ross of the Miami Dolphins, who allegedly paid Brian Flores <coughs> to purposely lose games. And if this comes out as true and Stephen Ross does not get punished, I think the league and the players have every reason to be irate. Yeah. Well, and there were um, memes going around yesterday about the type of punishments that other players have received for, like, uh, you know, violence and um, violence against spouses and violence against children and violence against any number. And it's half of what Calvin Ridley got. And so it's one of those things where it's like you set a precedent, but you also look really fucking stupid. They do. Which, I agree with you. They look stupid. But I think if we gambling- kind of expect. If gambling is going to be legal everywhere, which I hope it is one day, and I hope it's legal throughout the game because gambling's it's fun. It's fun watching sports. I have two bets in right now at noon for college basketball. It's so fun, and I want gambling to be legal everywhere. So players, please just don't do it in the games you're in because I want to have fun. I will say that having worked in sports long enough, there's a lot of people with insider info that are betting on games. Oh, and so yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. It's, it's the pearl clutching for me of like, what? And it's like, I know that there's coaches that text people and tell them, hey, so-and-so is going to be out. Um, and people place bets. And so it, it's, it's, it's making an example of someone where it's like, this is not a pure um, sport. And, and, and I mean the gambling. Well, I'm okay um, if like the ball sport. boys bet because I think they should be able to bet. They're probably underpaid. So take the information yeah. you know and bet. Just don't tell people that I told you to do it. <clears throat> um, the February prop culture winners, we're still going strong with that. 
February. Oh, yeah, because it's March now. Wow. Um, so February winner was Mike Beckwith with a perfect 10 out of 10. Wow. And the weekend prop quiz winner, am I reading this right, was Eddie Spaghetti with a less perfect 6 out of 10. Wow. Eddie, congrats. congrats. Eddie. I, I guess you were exhausted, but you your brain was working. And props to Eddie. Oh, he said, no, not me. <laughs> so, oh, Toby, Toby. Toby with a six out of 10. We had a little copy, <clears throat> copy and paste issue there. So me meant Toby. So congrats, Toby. Six out of 10. Eddie, I was going to say that's very impressive. A wedding weekend to cleanse and a weekend prop quiz victory. Um, okay, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about Free Britney and Russell Westbrook. Okay, we are back. I forgot to tease one more part of what we need to talk about. We need to wrap things up, put a bow on the combine, or as our friend Dave Damashek calls, the combine. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, the combine was in Indianapolis, Indiana, and there were two very big stories coming out of the combine. Well, I would say three. They have to do with an almost 400-pound man breaking five seconds in the 40-yard dash, which is absolutely ridiculous. He's got a lot of weight to carry around. They have to do with hand measurement sizes, which I think is absurd. And then with an Ivy League quarterback, EJ Perry, picking up trash and everybody declaring him as the best person out there. He Mm -hmm. has such good character because we caught him on camera picking up trash. So let's start with this nearly 400 pound man running the 40. When you first heard this story, what was your reaction? I first saw this story and I saw him next to a regular size man. And I always appreciate when they do that because it's like, we know football players are big, but when you see them just with other football players, you don't get the full impact of how large they are. So I saw him being walked out there by a normal-sized human, and I was like, how does that man move at all? And then it it just, you know, I'm carrying some extra weight right now, too. I I can't run. Like, I fully, I can barely walk. And so it's it's a feat to me. It is beyond impressive and exciting and I'm so happy that Georgia won the championship or else we'd be like they got all these specimens (laughs) um so it's like yeah they won and then they came to the combine and they really showed out in a lot of ways we should identify him his name is Jordan Davis he ran a 478 40 yard dash which is so fast. And now Sal, our boss, was talking to everybody around extra points and asking if a 400-pound man could beat you in a race or if, yeah. if, if you could run this time. And my name got thrown around because I'm a runner, yeah, but I just fast. have to let everyone know my top speed is not relatively very fast. I can just hold it for a long time. So Your I don't distance. think I could even break. It takes me a while to get the legs going. I bet you could. I, I would put my money on you. Um, I don't think so. I think <laughs> in a short distance, I do think this Jordan Davis would kick my ass. But anything over a lap, I think I got him. Very impressive. I always do hope that when someone has one of these combound, com, combound, combine breakouts, that they end up having a good career, too. Um, because then you don't, I mean... Is he ever going to run a 40 in a game? No. 
No, unless there's a fumble or a pick. So it, does it show that he can like get off the line fast for sure? But it's not, a, it's not a one-to-one necessarily. Well, I think the combine is stupid and I agree with you. It's not 100%. a one-to-one, but I do think this will land Jordan Davis on at least a practice squad for a season. So that's good news. I think that makes the combine worth it for him yes. in, in whole. And I think another guy who's going to end up on a practice squad is this kid, EJ Perry. He is from Andover, Massachusetts. Apparently I talked to my husband, his family is like Andover royalty. Everybody knows this family, very athletic. He got invited to the combine and he was spotted during drills, picking up other people's trash. And Twitter just started singing EJ Perry's praises, saying how he's such a great leader, how he has such great character, how anyone would be lucky to have him on their team. And I think this is ridiculous. Like, we have no idea what EJ Perry is like, but just because we see him one time pick up trash, we're anointing him as a saint? Yeah, I mean, this also, there was a similar story with Malik Willis, um, who is a quarterback prospect where there was a video came out of him helping um, a woman who was um, unhoused, seemed to be um, homeless in some way or, you know, down on her luck. And it was right in front of St. Elmo's. And so that did give me like, it's like, listen, I know the indie geography. Okay. So I know where we are when this stuff's happening. And I, um, I actually sent it to my husband being like, do you think this was staged? And he was like, no, I don't think so. But I do think that, gosh, this is so cynical and terrible of me, but it's like, does someone get in their ears and be like, you know, there's more than one way to set yourself apart. Um, in, in the case of the trash inside Lucas Oil, it's like there is staff for that. Is it, is it great that you did it? A hundred percent. I have done it at a movie theater before. You know, like we've all seen a place trashed and been like, y'all, I was a waitress and kids would just come and destroy shit. And if someone like helped me clean up soggy Cheerios. I was like, you're a great person. Um, but that is someone's job to clean that up. I think we should start a business for next combine. You know how all of the training gyms start this business essentially to prepare players for all the drills. Like American Ninja Warrior. Yes. (laughs) It happened at the combine. I think you and I should start one where we hide in the bushes and just Good Samaritan. Yes. yes. And we Sweet. could get all of these players drafted and we'll put in the contract that we get a percentage yeah, of their signing bonus. If I was there, like think someone could have helped like my pregnant ass across the street. That would have been huge. We could get an old woman who's like purse gets stolen and then they and then they run a really fast 40 yes. down to yes, we are gonna it, start. A the 40 in the elements. Yes. It has to be raining. I'm talking umbrellas. They hurdle a kid. They like save a kindergarten class in the process of running the 40. We are starting a good Samaritan combine business. I think this is a great idea. Now, what I am sad about as the end of this combine comes to a close, India is not guaranteed. Um, And the Colts and Indy and and even some out-of-town reporters have been tweeting, like, this is the best place for this to happen. And it's been happening, there, gosh, like 20-plus years. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a long time. Everybody jokes about knowing the spots. 
I always try and give people, you know, my little hidden gems. So they're not eating the cocktail sauce seven times in the week. But um, I, I do think I saw the Colts tweeting like, good luck finding a better city, which is real first wife energy, um, which I love for us. But it is it is sad to think that this like crown jewel, I think the city takes it very seriously um, and has a lot of pride that the NFL comes and has this important thing happen there. And I do think our feelings are a little hurt that they're like going elsewhere now. I want them to keep it in Indy. It's classic. <clears throat> it's yeah. a lot of behind doors. I th- feel like people act crazier because they're in Indy. Like the yes. parties last longer at the combine because there's less people around and it's just in Indy. It kind of gets forgotten about what happens and, uh, truly at the combine stays there. Hey. But I don't know if that's the case. If you move it to LA, LA because no. now you have celebrities now you have more <laughs> options in Indy there were two bars that everybody went to every coach and every GM and then usually they would all end up at the same hotel bar so it was very yeah. easy to navigate LA is and too you many can options. walk you can, everything is like so close um very inside walkable. if you want you don't have yeah. to go outside I walked through that mall that mall has fallen on some hard times too. Um, if the combine leaves that mall, they they're tearing it down. It's a wrap. <laughs> um, okay, so it is March. Be- March Madness. Another indie thing. The Big Ten tournament was there a couple years ago. I think they had the women's Big Ten tournament there last week. Um, we have games on right now. It's conference tournament week. I love this week. Um, but we've already had some very March things happen. I don't know if you were watching, Megan. I was because I have a husband who is completely obsessed with all things college basketball. Last night in the NEC tournament, Wagner against Bryant Mm-mm. with maybe two minutes left in the game, a full-on brawl broke out because it appeared that the student section and the parent section friends and family section. We're just a few rows apart. Something happened. Someone threw a beer in a face. A bottle, People are yeah. calling this Malice at the Palace 2. They had to stop the game for 30 minutes. I know that one hits close to home, <laughs> so you roll your eyes. I'm all for a good brawl, but this one stopped the game for 30 minutes. That's insane. Yeah. And you sent me the video of it. It it looks like a scene from the Jersey Shore. Like, it's just these, like, funny-looking kind of white kids fighting with these other funny-looking white kids. And to me, that makes me giggle. <laughs> you know, and I know that that's not right. Um, but, yeah, because then there was, like, you know, in the student section, there's, like, girls, and they're like, Rah! like, they don't want to be – Oh my God, if a brawl started, I would keel over and die. <laughs> I'd be so scared, terrified. Well, I do believe Bryant ultimately won the game. I'm just double checking that right now. At um, that point, it's like I know there have to there has to be a winner because it's a it's a conference tournament, but it's you're basically like who can weather this. 30 minute delay the best like it's just so I don't know it, it wasn't like, a close game at all Brian oh, okay. ends up winning okay. and I mean my biggest question as we head into March and we all get ready to fill out our brackets this weekend I'm looking at these conference tournaments judging which teams I want to pick as upsets and the fact that this team has a little bit of grit 
I don't know who they're going to be against in the bracket, but I'm going to remember Bryant, Bryant when I'm filling out my bracket. And, I mean, Kobe Bryant? I don't know, something. Something. So, this was definitely, from watching the brawl, I would call this white mamba energy, though. Brian Scalabrini energy over yes. the NEC? <laughs> yes. I think Brian Scalabrini was even swaggier than this fight was, though. Yeah, yeah. CJ had a joke where um, he was going to make him one of those um, 75 top players uh, <laughs> blazers. <laughs> he got a patch and a blazer and he's going to make one and send it to Scalabrini. He's still doing color commentary for the Boston Celtics broadcast. So I hear okay. Brian Scalabrini in my home plenty <laughs> because I am married to a diehard Celtics fan. Um, okay, what are you looking forward to in March? These conference tournaments, I know you have your Boilermakers. Are there any other teams that you have your eyes on? Um, yes. So UCLA, um, CJ, my husband, has been working with Jaime Jaquez Jr. on a project, and I love him. He seems really fun. Talk about swag. Um, I think he had a career high or close to a career high on Saturday, we watched the game after my baby shower, 27 points. And his sister is another phenom in high school, going to be going to UCLA. So I'm thinking of them as sort of the new Reggie and Cheryl, even though Cheryl went to USC. But I UCLA, you know, there's a John Wooden tie-in. He's Purdue. And so Jaime, I have high, high hopes for. And I hope ends up being a lottery pick. I love him. Okay, so UCLA is your March team yeah. when Purdue breaks your heart. Yeah, inevitably. Okay, I like them. They were fun last year. I'm a big fan of Tiger. So I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for UCLA. Is that the been... bald coach? No, Tiger is their point guard. Oh, okay. The bald coach cracks me up. He used to be at Arizona, I think. He's got one of those looks that I'm like, oh, I remember him. <laughs> like he just When he comes on screen, he's always like, ah! And so, yeah, seeing him is fun, too. Mick Cronin? I think so. Little, okay. I mean, he looks like a little leprechaun. <laughs> um, I have my eyes on a couple of teams heading into March. Um, right now, actually, they just clinched their tournament berth last night and are on a hot winning streak. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, they've won 21 straight games. They're probably going to be about a 12 seed. I'm not saying take okay. them long, but I'm telling you these early these upsets. early games, these early upsets, I just want to give you all um, just a little a little tidbit there. So when you're yeah. filling it out, the Jackrabbits, watch watch out for them. Texas, I really like. I like your Purdue team. I like Kentucky. And what I ultimately think is going to happen, because I think it's Can what I guess? Can call I guess? in the wrestling world a work. Can I guess? Go ahead. That Duke is going to win. Yes. Yeah. I think this whole thing is what we refer to in the wrestling world as a work. They lose Coach K's last game after giving it hours and hours and hours of media coverage. Live shows from Cameron Indoor. It was hysterical that they lost. To UNC. Like there's no one worse to lose to if you're a Duke Blue Devil. Like that's an actual devil. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Their rival. They're not even good this year. Duke was... 
10 point favorites at least, I believe. They blew this game. I don't know if they covered it or not. I don't think that they did. But Coach K had to shush the crowd. And then he gave a speech afterwards thanking everybody. But it was extremely <laughs> awkward because he basically said, you know, thank you for everything. But my team, we're going to talk about this loss later. And it's unacceptable. And he wasn't kidding. He's still coaching. Listen, he's not done. So I think this is all a work. I think them losing yeah. was scripted. And I think Duke is destined to win it all. So Written right now I think they're 12 to 1 plus 1,200. Yeah. Put your mortgage on it because it's going to happen. I, I agree. And I, and I honestly think it would be nice. I know that you think Coach K is a classic heel, to use another wrestling term. I hate him. I, I love him and his dyed hair. And when I see him, it honestly is, like, soothing to me. Oh, I my God. I couldn't. I know. It's like a constant. It's a constant. Oh, and we do have one bit of good news off the court. Dick Vitale yesterday tweeted that he is cancer-free. I have been following this cancer journey. I know Megan has. It's um, it's it's near and dear as as I've been going through a cancer struggle with someone in my own family, and he has had he he's just the absolute best, um, and has had such a positive attitude. Has been tweeting such kind things about the hospital staff and the nurses, and he got that PET scan back, and there is zero cancer visible. Right in time for March Madness. I mean, talk about fucking written in the stars. I'm so happy he's back. I'm thrilled for Dickie V. And college basketball is not the same without him. He would have definitely yeah. been at that Coach K's last game. And obviously Ugh. he couldn't be. But I'm, I'm thrilled for Dickie V. I do have to say our opinions on Coach K couldn't be more different. I was crying laughing when he lost. When he sang his goodbye, I'm like, see you later. I never want to see you again. I hate you so much. Your voice is so annoying. I hate your teams. You're a hypocrite. And they're going to win it all. I'm the biggest Duke yeah. hater. And I have really no reason to hate Duke. They've done nothing wrong to me. And, you know, I love a good comedy, so I was laughing. I definitely thought it was hilarious. And one of my best friends is a huge UNC fan, and she was just tickled beyond. Um, so I, I definitely enjoy um, a hilarious moment, but I don't know. There's something, there's something about him that feels like, you know, he's like a movie coach, mm. and, and that's good and bad, and I will miss him. Ugh, I'll miss nothing about him. I love Coach Calipari. Love him. I love I loved Roy Williams. I just love I hate, Roy. I hate Coach K. So an end of an era, but they're gonna they're gonna finish with a national championship at twelve to one odds. Bet it now on FanDuel slash extra points. <laughs> and just don't make your name Calvin Ridley Falcons. <laughs> Or do, because that'd be pretty funny. And then the league has to investigate all of these things. Yeah. Spend extra time and they're like, oh, it. it's just this pregnant woman in, in California. <laughs> um, okay, I want to get to Free Britney. This is actually so fucked up, what's going on with Britney Griner. She's detained in Russia. I think she's being held hostage. It yes! sounds like a hostage situation. The original reports were that she had marijuana cartridges. We all know what they are. They're... Um, vape pens and in her luggage. Turns out she may have not even had those. Well, even if she did, she shouldn't have been detained. But it's it's really fucked up what's going on with Brittany Griner. And we wanted to mention her in our show because somebody's got to do something about this. 
And we didn't hear about it for weeks. It's been going on for a while. And the story seemed to only come out last week. Um, She was playing for a Russian team. So it's obviously brought up a lot of talk about, like, why do... Rudy Greiner is a famous female basketball player. Mm -hmm. Um, So why does the Kevin Durant of the WNBA have to be playing in Russia during their offseason to supplement income? So that has come... Um, into question. There's an incredible 30 for 30 podcast about um, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi playing for a Russian oligarch, his team, um, that ends up, you know, going a lot of different ways. So if you have um, not heard of this type of arrangement happening, I suggest that podcast. But the pictures that came out yesterday, her holding like a white sheet. I mean, it, it, it's exactly what you said. It, it looks like a hostage situation. Um, I don't know if Russia like over guessed how much we care about women in this country, because if this was truly any male athlete, this could be an NHL player we've never heard of, we'd have him back by now. Um, The fear, there's a war happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if this is part of their we're going to fuck with you plan, but it's just got to be absolutely terrifying. And so, like, I'm like, this has to be illegal who do who we got to get on the phone? I don't understand how we haven't gotten her back. I obviously want the whole Ball family involved because they were able to get Jello out of China. Yep. Um, very similar sort of. You caught shoplifting and held hostage yeah, he, in China. He, yes, and they got him out. So I'm like, Kamala, get on the phone, girl. What are you doing? Yeah, and if they're like, hey, she's got to play one on one to get back to America. We're right. Like, Fine, do it. She'll she kick can all dunk. of your asses. I just hope while she's there, she kills Putin. So, yes, Brittany, if you're listening, please. Um, seriously, though, it is it is really fucked up. So we just wanted to give the time to free Brittany. We got one Brittany free in this country. We need another Brittany free from Russia. We've got the hats. I know it's a different spelling, but it's the same sentiment. We love Brittany Griner. Um, okay, my shirt. I wore it just for you, Megan. Thank you. Russell Westbrook. This is the Thunder edition of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But um, the L.A. edition, I don't think I'll be buying a shirt from this version of Russell Westbrook because it's not one that many Westbrook fans want to remember. And currently it's been causing a lot of problems for Russell Westbrook's children. Yeah, there, uh, Russ gave a press conference, I believe it was Sunday evening, where he talked about how proud um, his son is to be a Westbrook. Um, he went to a parent-teacher conference, and the teacher was like, he loves his last name, and now Russ cannot bring his family to crypto.com because of all the booze and the West brick and the, and the much worse things that I have heard firsthand being shouted at him. Um, and I am 100% on, there is something happening with my pregnancy hormones and this story that it is like deep in my soul. And it's not just this press conference that did it. When he was benched during that overtime win over the Knicks a few weeks ago, I, I made my husband turn the TV off. I was like, this, I truly was going to cry. It was so upsetting. And I'm not even saying put him in, but like 
the way that he's being treated by fans is so disgusting. It has made me turn on Lakers fans, which I describe as T-Mobile assistant managers, the ugliest pieces of shit on earth. When you go to a Lakers game, there are so many groups of four men and they are wearing the ugliest clothes with the worst haircuts you've ever seen. None of them helped my pregnant ass. None of them moved out of the way. These are bad dudes. I can't stand them. And for them to be booing an MVP, a Hall of Famer who has not only had an incredible basketball track record, is a good person, a good father, a good husband. We don't ever hear one bad story about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, does he like to shoot a lot? Who cares? That's who he is. And when he came here, he deferred to LeBron. This is not just on him. LeBron brought him here. He's the GM. Rob Polinka is the fake GM. Anthony Davis ass is sitting on the fucking bench hurt again. So there's a lot of people to point fingers at. And it's not just Russ. And the wrath has all come down on him. And I think if they were in the bubble, he'd be playing fine. I think he catches the ball and hears all of this vitriol and hatred in his hometown and is so shocked and hurt and confused and frazzled by it that it is extending this bad streak for him. When it's like, all you need to do is sit there quietly. You don't even need to cheer for him. Just shut the fuck up, you losers. I have two ways, two things coming from this. And I'm not as passionate about this as you are. I love Russ, and maybe it's because I'm not growing a human at this moment. I don't feel the emotion and sadness that you feel because I'm like, eh, he's rich. He's had a really great career. He'll be a Hall of Famer. He'll get past it. But here's here's how you can fix it. LeBron brought him here. You're right. LeBron is acting for the Lakers. He needs to, to tell LA fans. Like, Shut up. Hey, please stop. Because otherwise, they're just not going to. Um, he needs to defend Russell Westbrook. And then the second thing, I mean, at least if we want to look at the positive here, at least his child is proud to be a Westbrook because there could be a lot of kids. I mean, kids do say the darnest things that would be like, hey, dad, you suck now. So the fact that his kid hasn't turned on him, I think is a really good sign. And I think it shows the dynamic that Russ has created within his family. So it's sad to see players pass their prime. It is. It's really sad. Um, I don't think I'd yell anything like that at Russ, but I would, I, I would feel what Lakers fans feel our feeling if he was on my team. I felt it before. You think I sit on this show every day and say, get Carson Wentz the hell out of my city. But at some point, these are people. And we know from his track record, he's a good person. Yeah. And this is his hometown. And he's he really is trying his best. He doesn't want to be playing badly. And I just don't think what they're doing is helping the situation. And it, it's it's honestly making me turn on the Lakers. It really is. Wow, Lakers are losing a fan. Yeah, but I mean, and I'm not even... When I went to the game, they were playing... Uh, one of the... Uh, it, it's not the last game I went to, the one before. They were playing the Pacers. I was, root, I was cheering for the Lakers more than these Lakers fans. And the Pacers still won. But it's like, you guys suck. You guys are terrible. You're terrible. Should we touch on winning time? I was just going to say, well, the Lakers don't need you because <laughs> they're going to have plenty of more fans after winning time comes out. The first episode I thought was phenomenal. Yeah, and so the Lakers organization does not like him. Um, I, I Which think, probably means it's good. Pr 
probably, you know, there was a big disclaimer at the beginning that was like, this is fictionalized. This is, um, okay. So let's tell our listeners what it is on HBO, HBO max, whatever you have, there is a, it's, it's fabricated. I mean, it's based on a true story, but there's a series coming out called winning time. And it's about the showtime Lakers when they drafted magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's- John C. Riley's in it. A great cast. First episode um, just came out. How many is it going to be? I don't know, but it was done by Adam McKay. So if you like his stuff, you'll love this. And it's based um, on is, a book. Yes, which was called Showtime, which is very funny that now it's on HBO. Um, so they obviously could not call it Showtime. That is one of their <laughs> biggest competitors. So they called it Winning Time, which makes me a little upset because that is the, I think, the best 30 for 30 about Reggie Miller. Um, but yeah, oh, if you like titties, you're going to love this show. A lot of boobs, um, a young genie bus. And yeah, I think it's going to be, it makes a lot of people look really bad mm-hmm. and it makes Dr. Bus look pretty cool, yes. you know, in a, in a fun way. Uh, the guy who's playing magic, it's his first role. He's awesome in it. Um, we haven't gotten a lot of Larry Bird yet, but that is on the way. And yeah, it's a it's a snapshot of the 80s, which is obviously a very, very different time. Um, but I think it is going to be exciting. And I and I am excited for the fallout that it creates amongst the, the people that it's based on, because there's going to be like on screen drama and off screen drama. Yes. I wish I was in my 20s in the 80s after watching this. I'm like, damn, life was cool. I think we would have died. <laughs> I don't know if we could have made it. <laughs> uh, the guy who also plays Magic Johnson, he played center, I believe, in college. So he's a basketball yeah. player. And that was a big concern in casting this movie. They had to get guys who could actually play basketball that were representing Burt and Magic Johnson. So I'm excited to see how this all pans out. But I enjoyed it. It's an hour long. It flew by. John C. Riley. when I think of him, I think Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, all of the comedies. But he's playing... I wouldn't say a serious role, but this is a very different role than what we're typically mm-hmm. used to seeing John C. Riley in. And I think he's nailing it as Dr. Buss. And word on the street is, I don't think they had like a falling out, but this is the project that made Will Ferrell and Adam McKay split their companies. Oh. Um, so if you're interested in that in any way, you know, the, sh- the showbiz behind the scenes of it, there's just a lot, there's a lot about this show that, is not even just on the screen. And so that's always fun drama. And what I like about it too, we're both NBA fans and the NBA was really nothing during this time. So the NBA was really nothing without bird or magic. And then Jordan comes along and takes it to the next level. So we're just getting to see how things shape to be the way they are now. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's crazy to imagine that it was like for old people and losers. (laughs) Because now now NBA is the the youngest, yeah, yeah, the the youngest, coolest league. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Anything else, Megan, before we say goodbye to everybody and wish them luck on conference gambling this weekend? (sighs) Boiler up, I guess. (laughs) Boiler up. There we go. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Head on over to Extra Points. Check out all of the podcast. Uh, our producer, Eddie Spaghetti, is on minus three. They were really funny this week and last week. So check that one out and rate, review, subscribe. We will see you guys next week. Bye.